It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. It's a look at life in the SO postcode with her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. This week it is an Easter holiday West Keys special. And we visit an Indian gastropub. We fuse together a simple Indian menu. That's great for sharing into the classic British pub environment. We've got somewhere new for retail therapy. I think people tend to think it's just fitness and it's really not. It is where fitness meets fashion. And very, very good news if you have a sweet tooth. You cannot get better dessert offerings than Hans and Gretel. Let's start by saying how incredibly sad we were to hear the news this week about the passing of Paul O'Grady. Oh, I'm so, I was absolutely gutted. It was real sort of shock moment, wasn't it? You know, he hadn't been ill or anything like that. He hadn't heard anything about it. And then to wake up to that news on Wednesday morning was yeah, just a bit of a shocker. And I am I am so sad. You know, we were we were going to talk to him about Annie that's coming to the Mayflower and he was going to be Miss Hannigan and he would just be fantastic in that. Did you go to the Panto Simon when he was at the Mayflower 2010? I saw the 2010. Yes. I didn't see the one prior to that. Yeah. But I've just been reading stories on my Facebook from people I know who work at the Mayflower who were talking about how wonderful he was backstage yeah. and how he always had time to talk to people. I only met him the once and this was look, it's a bit of a clang evening because there were so many names there. When they did a live stage show of Acorn Antiques. Right. And it was in a theatre in the centre of London in Piccadilly. And during the interval, we just ended up stood next to him, me and my friend David. And he was chatting away. He was saying how tired he was because they just got some lambs and some sheep. He had some land and, and, and of course, he loved his animals, didn't he? And he was talking about getting these sheep and these lambs and he was telling us how much they'd kept him up at night. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, you know, to the point where they were in the kitchen, you know, that's how much he loved his animals and he just wanted to be with them all the time. And to settle them in, he was just having to give them all of his time and his energy. Aww. What was beautiful about it was... It was just a chat. There was no airs and graces. Do you know what I mean? Like, he was there with his mate Scylla, Scylla Black, but he was equally happy to stand and chat with us about lambs. <laughs> he just had that common touch and talked to you as if you'd just known him Just a really years. warm person. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. So this week on the podcast, it's an Easter special and we are off to West Quay. Let's discover a new place to eat in the food bit and chat to AJ from Tap and Tandoor. Tap and Tandoor is a, um, an Indian gastro pub. Uh, so we fuse together a simple Indian menu. That's great for sharing into the classic British pub environment and have craft beers on tap, uh, which rotate on a weekly basis. Um, and we bring in different breweries um, from all around the world, really. So we have a beer at the moment that was from Hawaii. We've got Vibrant Forest on at the moment. They are friends of the show. They've been on the So So Show, Vibrant Forest, yes. Uh, yeah, we also show the, the live sports. So it's a nice family-friendly atmosphere. So it's not just a lad's place. Um, we see groups of ladies, older generation, younger people, 
all coming together um, across our venues, of which we have three. Yeah, so that's basically Tap and Tandoor in a nutshell. The background of this concept in its basic form comes when the first set of immigrants came over from kind of India, Kenya, Pakistan, that kind of area. They were working in the foundries in um, in the black country, and they didn't really have a place to go where they could enjoy their food and, and, and have a drink, really. So a couple of people would start and go, OK, go to the pub, but they'd kind of be in the kitchen and just rustling up a couple of things on the barbecue. Um, and that's where the, the kind of term, um, you know, the, the Indian pub kind of started off. And in the black country, there's a whole host of them. And me and my family, we all used to go trek across Birmingham, which is about another 10 miles away, and go, well, we want to go there because that's what they serve and we really enjoy that. But my thing was, why can't I have that on my doorstep and have craft beers with it as well, which is what I enjoy. So why Southampton? Why bring this brand to Southampton? What fitted with it? I think it was more to do with a unique offering didn't really exist in the area so we looked at looked around and thought well there's a lot of traditional indian restaurants here but what we what we bring is something totally different on a different level particularly from the beer perspective um the feedback that we've had here from customers is that they said well this is a great place where i could get great beer great food and watch the sports as well and they say well people are missing a trick why why isn't there more of these and i think it comes down to um, the fact that you know the the environment allows people to come in on an informal basis, uh, so you don't. It's not it's not formal in that sense, but when you do come informally, it's still that kind of restauranty feel as well. But first and foremost, we're a pub. That's what we we like to be. And the pub is a place where everyone's welcome, always welcome. And you know when you go into a pub, it's always about chatting to the bartender, having that informal chat, and you know just learning about your customers. And what do we go for? Because I know that you said about the sharing food. Yes. Um, so so what would you go for? So I come in with three of my mates. So there's four of us. We've all ordered a beer or a cider or whatever, um, and we're sat down watching the cricket. What are you going to go for? We'd always advise first. Don't go for starters and mains. Order everything together, let it land on the table and dive in. That's the best way to enjoy the tap and tandoor experience. So we've got some small plates, got some curries, mixed grills um, and some sides. So we encourage people, especially in slightly larger groups, to go, hey, just order a few bits from each section and let the food do the talking. And believe me, you could order something from each section. I could do it like that. It's, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm starving now. (laughs) So the mixed grills are our standout piece. Um, Locally sourced meat, um, marinated in in different flavors um, and arrive on on a sizzling platter. Um, which is uh, a total showstopper. People go, oh, what, what, I want what that table's having. I want that one. And then our signature curry is our butter chicken. Um, I feel it's that mild, slightly sweetness with a, a chili kick at the end, quite creamy, great paired with a garlic naan, especially on a cold winter's day. It's kind of a hug in a curry. <laughs> I like that. Um, this sounds amazing. The dal makani? Yeah, yeah makani is cream basically so it's a it's a rich lentil dish um maybe black lentils five different types of black lentil all mixed together slow cooked and finished off with some uh, cream so it's it's very very deep in texture um and very wholesome the the menu itself it comes from the fact that when i was where i live in in solihull we have a lot of restaurants there but they never catered for what i wanted and the terminology like 
Jalfrezis, Madras, Vindaloo. We don't use that at home, so we don't use it on our menu. So all the dishes that we have on the menu are things that we have at home and what my mum would cook for me. And we say, okay, mum, what are you cooking tonight? She goes, oh, I'm having a chicken curry. And I said, and that, that's where it is. So we know what that is. And that's what we followed and kind of stayed true to on our menu. It's not your mum doing the cooking though, is it right? Oh, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's mum's final touch, yeah. as in the chefs will make it and mum go, yeah, that's fine. That's all good. <laughs> I love a good butter chicken. Oh, yeah. It's my go-to. And the place is just, it's really warm and inviting. And um, I suppose it's like, you know, small plates. You know, you could order three or four dishes and have your craft beer as well. And, yeah, it's just really, really lovely. And something completely different for West Key, the food bit. Looking forward to giving it a try. The So So Show. This weekend, Southampton comes alive with fitness and fit people. <laughs> it is, of course, on Saturday. It's the Sportarium. I've never really known how to say that word, but this is the cycling event that goes off. Um, I think it's like a 60k bike ride and a 100k bike ride. That's going off on Saturday from the city centre. Then on Sunday, the Southampton Marathon, Half Marathon, 10k, 5k. 1K, bit of a K, I don't know. (laughs) But it's always just such a brilliant event. It really shines a spotlight on the city. And I'm not taking part this year. Because it's the hockey club awards the night before. (laughs) Yes. So I don't think I'll make it. Do you think you might be able to drag yourself to your normal vantage point at the end of the bridge? Ask me on Sunday morning. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just play it by ear, will we? The thing is, I do know that there is... A great cafe there, Annie's. So I, I might go down there and have a breakfast and then watch the runners and put some effort in at least. <laughs> eh? But you know what? As much as we're really supportive of all the runners and the, the riders, it's really good to get down there and get some of the atmosphere. And on the Wollstone side of the bridge, there's always a band on. They've had the ukulele jam there before. And there's a water station there. And you see the runners go past twice. So as they come across the bridge and then when they go back again, and then the marathon comes across again and back again. So there's a constant stream of athletes coming past. And they all appreciate your support. But do you remember the time, Simon, a couple of years ago where I got chatted up while I was supporting on the bridge. I do remember that. The runners are coming across the bridge for the first time and I was stood there clapping, yeah, go on, well done, keep going, keep going. And I was saying, you're looking good. And this bloke turned and he went, so are you? And I'm like, woo It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. There's a new place to shop in West Quay. Sweaty Betty has arrived. Their store opened a month ago and, as Francesca told Zoe, it's proving to be really popular. I mean, we have actually had a lot because I do, like, kind of communicate with our customers quite a bit. And uh, they, every time, they're like, oh, it's so, it's so exciting we're having it here. And I'm like, yeah, I think because we have the Ringwood store and the Chichester store, but there's not really one, like, in the central, like, south coast. So just having one really in the midpoint is just brilliant. And, yeah, West Quay is just the perfect place to have it, really. And what's the favourite? Do people come in here for leggings or is it tops or what are they going for? What our kind of company is, like, famous for is, like, is the power legging. And because it just is 
for like every kind of exercise it crosses a branch across everything and that is what we have like the most patterns in uh, and people just yeah are really drawn to them and then they're just like a really staple item um, and so so they're coming for the leggings um, but you've got like all matching sets and all of that stuff what's your favorite and what's the most popular maybe like colors or designs or whatever I mean, for me personally, my favourite is the super soft flare because I live in it. And I think that's the thing with our brand. I think people tend to think it's just fitness and it's really not. It is where fitness meets fashion. And I think, yeah, like I do wear my flares to the gym or when I do my yoga at home, but I also just wear it around and around. And it's like, it is such a lovely fabric. You know, when you just kind of end up feeling your legs all day. And I'm like, oh, I, just, I just love the, the fabric. It's just unreal. So that would be my personal favourite. But yeah, we have bits that kind of across everything like yeah like kind of jumpers like yeah the one I'm wearing today is just such a casual like casual kind of day-to-day wear and it's like we have another jumper I have is like this like luxe like fleece like Italian fleece and again it's like it's the fabrics which people love and I think you know when people come in it's like nice to be able to like like feel and like you know shopping online it just doesn't have that Mm -hmm. so when you I can actually feel the fabrics it's so important and that's so important for our brand as well because it is so much about the fabrics it's about the experience isn't it and coming into the store and feeling the fabrics you go yes 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 I get it now and you can feel the quality you can see the fit all of that stuff tell me a color or a design that I should go for right now that is really really hot okay so if you're going for running specific we have like running specific leggings which are the zero gravity ones because they're just really 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 lightweight really breathable I mean all our leggings are um sweat wicking and kind of are like that anyway what do you mean sweat wicking so basically just means it absorbs the kind of sweat so it doesn't show and like people always say that that, oh I don't want to go for like a lighter color because it will show the sweat and it doesn't but specifically with running um yeah the zero gravity would be the best ones and like we have this really fabulous um blue flowery pattern which is just unreal so tell us about the sweaty betty foundation basically it's about getting teenage girls from 10 to 18 active and staying active we are working on kind of developing this within our like personal community here but so far the foundation has provided for an example is they've provided hijabs for exercise for women lifeguards so that they can actually go swimming and that's amazing, actually. And I know while you're targeting 10 to 18-year-olds, that's when we start to get very body conscious. We start to stop doing so much PE or, you know, and just be giving people license to go and do those things and be confident doing those things is so important. Yeah, you actually yeah, nailed it to a T. They literally couldn't say anything more about it. It is just really, yeah, making girls feel confident and love sport really inhabiting that kind of confidence to just keep going and get active and find something they really love it's a real brilliant brand you know and and the people in there are so helpful but it's all bright colors it makes you want to go and do something exercise wise I'd give it a wide berth on Sunday morning, though, if there's bright colours and it's encouraging exercise. After you've been to your hockey do, that's not what you need. You are seeing their stuff in more and more places, like the gym that I go to. Yeah. 
pretty much half the women are wearing sweaty Betty. Were you going around uh, looking at labels? No, I recognise it because I've, I've got a sweaty Betty wearer under right. my roof, so I clock it anyway. But um, it's been really quiet in the last week in the gym, and I suspect the reason it's been really quiet this week in the gym is because all the people who can actually afford gym membership and also put their kids into private school broke up early and they've all gone on holiday. Right. So that might be the reason. But if, like me, you're paying gym membership for someone who maybe doesn't use it as much as they should do, there's a new app coming, which basically lets you rent out your gym membership it's like airbnb for gym membership so if for example you're going on holiday for a week or you've got a lot of work coming up and you know you're not going to be able to go well you just can't be asked then you can basically put that gym membership up for hire for a week and someone else can buy that gym membership from you okay and then use it the app's called athlo and they're trying it out in london originally but as someone who is paying for a gym membership that a teenager isn't using (laughs) please let it be nationwide soon (laughs) and i think that's really good for if you all sort of I did touring theatre in my ute. Um, <laughs> and, and, and actually, to arrive somewhere and to only be there for two weeks, you can't join a gym, you know, straight away. But that would be really great. The So So Show. Have you seen, Simon, that I have done the Pickle Challenge? I haven't seen the Pickle Challenge. So this is from our lovely friends at BP Showling, our pet garage. <laughs> <laughs> they have a whole range of massive pickles. These are not these, what do you call them? Cornichons? Cornichons? I don't know. That's what we're going with, right? I'm not really into my pickles. Tiny pickles, tiny pickles, right? I quite like them. But these are gigantic. Girthy is how I would (laughs) describe them. And the pickle challenge is, stop trying to hide your giggles. (laughs) But the pickle challenge is, you open the, the top of the packet... You drink some of the juice, the pickle juice, and then you take a bite of the pickle. It took me about a minute and a half to do the whole thing. And I would much rather do that than the hot chip challenge. But my face says it all. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just not for me. A pickle that size? No. Look, it's like when they make biscuits Tiny, tiny bars of chocolate, right? Really cute, really lovely. Fun-sized Mars bars. When you make things massive, like a massive bourbon biscuit, no, I don't want it anymore. Big pickles, not for me. And presumably we've got footage of you doing the big pickle on our social media? We have. Let's talk about something far more appetising now, instead of pickles and pickle juice. Let's meet Samantha Rose, who's the marketing director of Hans & Gretel. They take desserts to the next level. Hans and Gretel, in a nutshell, is a super magical fairy tale dessert emporium that will have your eyes bulging out of your head. We serve everything from delicious cinnamon dusted chimney cakes to homemade gelato, pick and mix forever. You would be amazed at the array of pick and mix that we have in store. Um, Candy decorated gelato cones, amazing ice cream cones that are dusted with Oreos and M&Ms and just amazing sugary treats. You, You cannot get better dessert offerings than Hans and Gretel. And do you know what? I'm not even going to challenge you on that. (laughs) I've been following the Instagram account for a couple of months now, now since I heard that Hans and Gretel was going to come to West Quay. And these are pieces of art. Mm. This is not a pudding. This is not an ice cream. This is a piece of art. So it's an 
uh, an ice cream cone with gelato, with sweets, with sprinkles, with this, with that, all in a candy floss halo. They are just incredible. You said about the chimney. Cake. They're very unique to us. So imagine a sort of funnel cake of a kind of crispy, beautiful, buttery pastry casing that's done with yeah. cinnamon and sugar and then filled from the inside with gelato, different flavor sauces, sprinkles, pick and mix, mini cones, candy floss around the outside, anything that your heart desires that you can imagine, we can make it. But the chimney cakes are super extra delicious. Um, and the way we kind of serve them and design them with that kind of extra flair and creativity of a dessert, they're just mouthwateringly amazing. You, you couldn't find better. And it's just, it's just going to be one of those absolute hits mm. you know there there are going to be cues even just to watch these creations being made what's the most popular thing or the most popular order that's quite a difficult question actually because i think we probably don't have a most popular because everyone tries to try everything right. our bubble waffles are a huge hit oh yes they look amazing they're incredible and we also do really fun things with them seasonally so they might change color throughout the year depending on Season right. is, which again is really exciting. They're amazing because you can wrap them around the gelato and all the toppings. So they're kind of the bigger, sort of more meatier option, as it were, when you've got your dessert in front of you. But because everyone wants to try everything, I wouldn't say there's the most popular option. I would say the bubble waffles are a huge hit. The chimney cakes are really unique and delicious, and they're a must try. The gelato is all homemade and creamy and delicious. And the flavors that we have are really, really special and unique. So everything from salted caramel to almond and figs to seasonal ones that we bring in for Christmas and Valentine's Day and summer. We have vegan options, everything from kind of mangoes, strawberries and cream, triple chocolate, very vanilla. There's an option for everyone and every diet type also. So I wouldn't say there's a most popular. I think you just need to try everything. Just once. Which is just sounds like it's going to take a long, long time, <laughs> right? And I suppose then you start sort of making different concoctions, I suppose, and putting different gelato with different sprinkles and different toppings and all of that stuff. And then there's a whole new world there as well. There's millions of choices, mm. millions of bespoke desserts, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you can choose any flavour to go with any flavour. Our amazing staff who create these beautiful pieces of artwork will advise and say, this will go really well with this. This is a taste sensation if you mix them together. But you can be the kind of master of your own dessert and choose what you want to match together so if you wanted to do a chocolate and mint with a vegan mango and kind of put that together inside a bubble <laughs> with strawberry laces and um, mint sauce and chocolate dripping and all of that you actually <laughs> can it's it's the world is your oyster in terms of choice we can advise you on what works the best but the pick and mix kind of that you can add on top yeah the options are absolutely endless i'm not gonna lie she had me at cinnamon dusted chimney cakes have you seen these creations, that's what I'm calling them. Okay, I know when they're opening. Just l keep your eyes peeled over the Easter weekend because this place is going to knock your socks off. They are just incredible creations. They're like a fairy tale dessert. There's a, okay. like a story in there and there's so many different options and bless them at Westkey. They did give me a little heads up about this a couple of months ago and I've been following Hans and Gretel on Instagram, just willing it 
to be the opening day. <laughs> you are around for Easter, aren't you? You're not like going to see your parents or anything? No, 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 no. They're coming here. Oh, oh okay. gosh, Simon, that's something I've got to talk to you about. They can hold your place in the queue while you go for a week. You know, years ago, before you were able to book tickets online, you used to go and queue and mm. you'd take a tent and a sleeping bag, wouldn't you? I think I'm going to do that for Hans and Gretel. <laughs> we like back to the days when you used to follow Bros. Yeah. Have a little tent in West Quay so you can be the first one in. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. Let's find out what's happening with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. It is Easter holidays and the wonderful people at Visit Southampton have set up an Easter trail for both weeks and it's completely free and you might get a treat at the end, you know. So you can pick up your maps by going to Visit Southampton for all of the details. Westkey, this is another one for Westkey. At the beginning of April, they've got a pop-up shop coming from Raspberry Pi. They're the people who sell those tiny little computers that you can basically get to program all sorts of different things. They're all about computers. They're very, very successful. It's going to be a really, really exciting couple of days. They're only there for a couple of days. I think it's the 7th and the 8th of April. This is brilliant as well. April the 6th. The Stage Door, they have a film called Maisie about the oldest drag queen in the UK. She turns 90 this year and she's actually performed at the London on Oxford Street. Oh, wow. And we are fast approaching Poulton's Park's 40th anniversary in May. So the Poulton's Percy the Owl Sculpture Trail has now opened and you get to see all the Percy Owls that have been decorated by whichever sponsor they have. And they're just super, super cute. And as part of the celebration for Poulton's birthday, we will be giving some stuff away. So if you're not already following our socials, make sure you get across them because... You could be off to Poulton's to celebrate their birthday with the So So Show. And at the moment, we are running a competition at the moment to win tickets to high score arcades on East Street. This is the Free Play Arcade. It's such a brilliant place to go. Take the kids. Everybody gets involved. It can get quite competitive, can't it, Simon? It's so good that your daughter <laughs> went there two years running for her birthday. I know, right? And I, I know. haven't been since, so I need to get my bum around there. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the kind words on our social media as well well and have a great week Zoe and you Simon and thank you for listening you've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast the so so show